Over the years, he's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now, he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. And hello, everybody. It is indeed Lou Dobbs Sunday. Great to be with you. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We've got a lot to talk about, as per usual, uh, not the least of which is a great move by the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Uh, he has uh, now taken a decision and a step in the right direction that I think could lead to the unraveling of the Marxist dim, Basque left-wing conspiracy that has gripped this nation for at least the past, uh, well, seven, eight years. And that uh, that takes us back to Hillary Clinton and, uh, and every every conspiracy theory imaginable before that. Uh, but I truly believe that Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, has taken a step that is going to move move us forward. Uh, all four of the investigating committees in Congress are right now. Each of them has evidence that I truly believe will lead to an impeachment. Uh, and I'm talking about right now, without further investigation, without further evidence being produced. And I know the Speaker himself said that we don't have enough evidence at this moment. Well, that moment passed last week. And right now, I would say to you, things are about to get interesting in this country. That's why, by the way, just to, uh, if you will, tickle your uh, uh, imagination's fancy here, that's why we've heard something from President Barack Obama. Remember, he was in the shadows. He was behind a big black curtain uh, and uh, and all of his minions stack, standing back there uh, working away while the folks uh, in the White House were pretending to be in charge, <laughs> including uh, this president. Uh, by the way, President Biden is spending a whole wonderful, productive, just I happen to believe historically valuable four hours with President Xi of China this week and <laughs> in no other place than San Francisco, uh, a preposterous locale for a preposterous uh, uh, enterprise. That is a discussion between the uh, emperor for life of China, the ultimate communist dictator, Xi Jinping, and Joe Biden, president of the United States, ostensibly. And, and guess what? As they approached the APEC uh, venue, uh, a the streets, the streets were filled, the throngs carrying big red Chinese <laughs> communist flags. And I couldn't help but look for an American flag because I know that there were a lot of boosters there for Biden. We call them Biden boosters. And, you know, I didn't see a single American flag being waved by anyone uh, on those street curbs uh, as they entered the venue. It was really a remarkable sight, and uh, if you saw it, I hope that you had the same reaction I did, which was that a conquering hero has arrived uh, on our shores uh, take, to take command uh, of the, the people holding those flags, and they're awaiting orders, further orders, uh, from the Chinese dictator for life, Xi Jinping. Uh, and I don't know whether or not that had anything to do with a meeting that took four hours, the puppet president, as we know, is intellectually, cognitively, and almost in every other way impaired. Uh, he is also, of course, politically and financially corrupt and compromised. And those cross-currents, if you will, do find their nexus at 
uh, the uh, Chinese Communist Party. So there it was, four hours, and no one kept a record of their discussions. Now, can you believe that? They, these are the two most powerful men in the world, and they're talking for four hours, and no one from, so well, let's pretend it's our side, that is the Biden side, and that may be the Xi Jinping side for all I know, but no one kept a record. Not even a little shorthand, send us a little note, maybe a whisper, a whisper. Uh, in radio, uh, that would have been perfect, a little whisper from the meeting. This is what we talked about. And these are your further orders, President Biden, from Xi Jinping. I mean, you know he's getting orders. Let's just find out if he got further orders, any new marching orders. Are we going in a different direction? Because we're getting none of that from the White House. A White House, by the way, that only only trades in three types of information, as best I can figure. Uh, Are you ready to write these three down? I mean, this is important. The Biden White House either either, uh, disseminates disinformation or misinformation or no information. Now, the good news is there was no disinformation or misinformation from the summit the two men held. But again, you'll note there was no information at all. So here we are wondering what the compromised, uh, impaired puppet president was told to do. But we're going to find out. We still haven't found out when the orders came to him to drain the strategic petroleum reserves to to half, the lowest level in over 40 years. It wasn't a spontaneous, combustible uh, motivation and sudden thought and impulse for this uh, this president of ours. We know that. Uh, nothing sudden happens uh, in <laughs> between his ears. And certainly nothing uh, nothing happens that is going to be in the national interest. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how how much of the oil that he gave to China uh, he will give, uh, what will be the proportion from the remaining stocks of strategic petroleum reserves? And what I found odd about this whole thing over the past week is that at the same time our military was complaining that they had a 25% shortfall in recruiting, uh, they were complaining about their regular forces. The size of the force over the last two and a half years has declined by 7%. That doesn't include the recruiting shortfalls, which you compound the two, and we're going to have a very short uh, army in particular in, in the in the years ahead. But at the same time, this is again an example. Drain the petroleum reserves to half, so now we have no strategic, really, available strategic petroleum reserves uh, that could last very long, a matter of, frankly, days, not months. And And now our military suddenly is losing people. Our, the size of our national security force is diminished. But why is it diminished? Well, one thing, they installed these woke, politically correct, uh, those are the benign words for what is outright Marxist uh, ideology that has been inculcated in our military, every branch of our military, and certainly our general officers are, are following right along and sending out their orders uh, whatever the issue may be, it's left-wing, it's anti-American, it's anti-family, it's anti-American middle class, anti-entrepreneurial, it is anti-business, it is anti-education. They're doing the same thing in public education. We're we're on a we're on the threshold of a real, real crisis. But everything that the Biden administration does, 
is designed to weaken America. For example, a 2,000-mile border. Now, here is how do you how do you figure that conversation went with Joe Biden when he found out that he had been uh, well. He had become president of the United States. I don't know if we can say elected. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to even get into that. But the point of it is, what was he thinking when he decided to just simply remove the Border Patrol from the border? And as far as I know, no one's come up with a good explanation of what all of those Border Patrol agents do now, uh, now that they're not patrolling the border. And I don't know how many of the Mexican drug cartels, I don't know precisely how they sectioned that off, but we're not in control of it. The Mexican government does what the cartels tell it to do. So I'm just not really sure how that's been divvied up, but I do know the result. 100,000 Americans die every year. That's a conservative estimate uh, from fentanyl. And that fentanyl is shipped from the precursors, come from China. They mix it all up in labs in Mexico, and the cartels bring it over here and kill Americans. And do you know, while we were talking about the number of people dying in Vietnam, uh, 58,000, over 100,000 die every year right now in this country, and nobody wants to talk about it. There's no memorial. Why don't we build a memorial? You know, we've got all that material that the, from the wall that they didn't finish. Why don't we bring the material up to Washington, D.C. and build a monument to all of the people who are being killed by the Mexican drug cartels in communist China? What, is, what would be wrong with that? I think that would be a nice gesture, don't you? And I think it's a little, a little coarse, uh, a little, I, I, to me, uncivilized, not to acknowledge those who are dying because of an idea an idea by the Biden administration that we should leave our borders wide open. We should change the culture of this country. We should change its demographics. Uh, They want new uh, voters. They want new people here to to work and keep the wages down for the middle class, working men and women. You know, the people that Donald Trump, he reminded everybody they exist. And he raised their wages for the first time in three decades. He got business moving again. He had an economy uh, that was roaring. And guess what? Those same people that are sending the drugs over to kill us, 100,000 of us every year, they sent over a virus. And nobody wanted to admit it because that meant you would have had to respond. If you really believe that came from the Wuhan laboratory and they engineered it and they killed a million Americans, why wouldn't you respond? Why wouldn't Joe Biden respond? By then we knew who, who it was and what they had done. And then we discover there's another laboratory in California. And then we're told by the FBI not to worry about that. Sure, we dropped the ball, but that's really not our fault. Uh, we had other things to do, like put more J6 prisoners in the D.C. gulag, uh, and we're saving money for, for everyone because we're not giving any of those folks a trial. That's right. They, they just sit there and wait year after year and haven't been tried. Haven't Some of them haven't even been charged. And this is what we're calling America 2023. And as, as our good friends and ally, the great democracy, Israel in the Middle East, the only democracy, as they are attacked, massacred on October 7th, We have a president saying, well, I think this is a time for a two-state solution. 
I, I think we need to get to that two-state solution. That's his big contribution. Oh, yes, and he had a couple of others. He also came up with the idea of a ceasefire uh, as, as the Israeli defense forces were surrounding Gaza uh, and Gaza City and destroying Hamas, just as, pre- as Prime Minister Netanyahu said he would do. He would destroy Hamas in Gaza. That, the, the administration became almost uh, apoplectic and, and desperate to say, Oh no, no more shooting, please. We don't want any, any atrocities. Uh, by the way, we think the Israelis are, this was the subtext. The Israelis are the real war criminals here. And what they have done to, to Hamas, that great humanitarian organization uh, that uh, the United States recognizes, at least on papers, the her- terrorist organization it is. But no, they want, they want to have a ceasefire at the very least. And so right now, there are headlines all over America and our websites, uh, our newspapers, our, on our television sets, uh, our monitors, whatever you're looking at, and, and devices. Uh, it says, Israel, Hamas, ceasefire, question mark. Because Netanyahu said there will be no ceasefire until those hostages are returned. And meanwhile, all of America, all of America is watching headlines with a question mark at the end. What they really mean is, what the heck is going on? We have an administration who's working against our ally, an ally who says they're going to defend themselves and assure the survival of their nation state, the state of Israel. And Hamas is saying, no matter what, we will destroy you. What sense does it make for anyone to have an idea about turning over to the Palestinian uh, liberation uh, organization, the 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 very idea that you would turn it over to the Palestinian Authority, the the Gaza, uh, the West Bank, and suddenly decide that these Hamas terrorists are really perfectly fine neighbors, and I know that no other nation puts up with this, but Israel must, and that's the view of the Biden administration. That's what we're going to talk about today, and we're going to talk about the unraveling of the Marxist dim Biden regime conspiracy against America and you and me. 77 WABC, our number is 800-848-9222. That number, Lou Dobbs Sunday, 800-848-9222. Let's talk. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. We're back, and thanks for being with us. The number is 800-848-9222 for Lou Dobbs Sunday. 800-848-9222. Give us a yell. And we're talking about a country right now, a fire with conspiracy views and uh, theories and uh, and the prospect, the prospect of real evidence uh, pointing to real conspiracies. And those conspiracies are aimed at you and me and our fellow citizens. They're not aimed at Russia or China, Xi Jinping, uh, or Vladimir Putin. No, no. They're, they're coming after you and me. They demonstrated it back on January 6th, didn't they? They put, uh, there are 1,200, an estimated 1,200 of our fellow citizens who are in prison. Uh, and no one wants to talk about it. I know it's unpleasant and I shouldn't because, you know, this is, this is grown up stuff and we just don't want to be grown ups about it. But we are, we are turning our backs on fellow citizens who are political prisoners of a, of a Marxist dim movement that is crushing our constitution, our, the rights of our fellow citizens and our own. We can't talk about the election of 2020 either because you know what? 2020 was rigged. But if you say that, you're an election denier. If you're an election denier, that puts you, uh, you know, on the front porch of being an insurrectionist. And we know what happens to insurrectionists. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's right. President Trump, J6, the committee, special counsels, impeachments. You would think he was the insurrectionist. In point of fact, he's trying to save the republic still. As he faces four indictments, never before has a president been indicted. He's got four of them. He will, he faces 700 years in jail for crying out loud. For what? Can anybody tell me for what? Please. I want to hear from you. For what is he criminally culpable? Uh, we're going to go to the phones right now. Give us a yell. We're going to have a heck of a conversation on this beautiful Sunday in America. John in Staten Island, welcome to the show. Lou Paisano, you're a great guy, and God bless you and your beautiful family. You make a difference for the better. You give American veterans a, a, a voice because the government ignores us. The bottom line, Lou, is one, excuse me, $13 billion Eric Idiot Adams is going to spend on illegal invaders, unvetted, getting vouchers from Salvation Army and from Catholic Charities in the city and our tax dollars. Not one penny, Lou, not one penny is going towards uh, building, is creating, establishing, and opening a New York City-administered, managed, run, and supervised retirement home for American veterans. New York City, the richest city in the world, is the only major American city that doesn't have that same structure. It's an absolute disgrace. I was on the phone with a brother American veteran. He can't walk. His wheelchair's broken. It's from the VA. He has cancer-causing chemicals made in communist China. Now his service animal, who pulls him in the wheelchair, his back legs aren't working. It happened the other yesterday morning. This is a disgrace. The best country in the world. And Lou, where are the religious leaders? Why isn't John Cardinal, excuse me, John uh, Archbishop Cardinal Dolan and the Pope and the Archbishop of Canterbury? Why haven't they denounced Hamas? It's a disgrace. It's, it's Pope Pius all over again, looking the other way with Stalin and Hitler. Hitler, I hate when history repeats itself. Those who do not learn from the mistakes of history are condemned damned to repeat them. And if the world ever needed Christ Jesus 
It's now. Bless you and yours, and let's pray for American veterans who are out in the elements, and let's pray for the rescue of American, Israeli, and Italian hostages, and the extermination of Hamas. You cannot make friends with cancer or the devil. John, hallelujah, and God bless you. You said it the way it is, and the way it is is sorry indeed uh, for those of us who love this country and our fellow citizens and uh, the future that we hold dear for our children and grandchildren. Uh, God bless you, John, and thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Pat uh, in Indiana. Pat, you're on the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Hi, Lou. Um, I wondered uh, what it was that uh, made you decide last week that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris could be impeached when the evidence has always been in the Constitution itself. Uh, it says Article 3, Section 3, Clause 1, that oh, giving... Oh, Pat, you're wearing me out, buddy. What, what, what's your point? Well, I want to know... I want to know why you thought just last week that uh, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were worthy of impeachment instead of all along, instead of going with the Constitution. Well, Pat, you, Pat I guess I wasn't clear then. Uh, I believe that uh, they have been worthy of impeachment, as you put it, or unworthy and should be impeached uh, from the day they walked into office. Have you ever listened to Kamala Harris uh, pitch a uh, a word salad? I mean, the woman doesn't even know what she wants to say, let alone what is. And and President, I mean, I don't know how the the Marxist Dem, the Dems who run the Democrat Party, could have found two uh, lousier candidates to put in front of the American people. And by the way, the American people, uh, and we can say this a lot of ways, uh, are suppo- supposed to have put out there 80 million votes for those two folks. Now, if you believe that, God bless you. Uh, and I believe that we're, a, you know, we're all sinners in this country, but I don't believe there's that much sin to go around. Uh, those folks had no clue what they were saying or why, and the, and the national media uh, did just turned off the spigots. They turned the lights off, the cameras off, shut down the microphones because they didn't want to have to cover it. And so the result was a, a runaway vote for the, two of the most inept people you could imagine uh, running, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I hate to insult the children, but I wouldn't want either of them uh, t- to handle a lemonade stand if I owned it. Uh, Pat, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Mineola and uh, Lou. Good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thank you. It was very obvious that the coordinated uh, so-called protest. Can you speak up just a little bit? I, I'm yes. Gonna, I'm of an age, as I say. It was very obvious that the so-called protests in support of, in support of uh, Hamas and against Israel were clearly yep. coordinated. It was 24 hours before uh, uh, astroturf protests started to appear on the streets of our country. So very clearly, elements in our own society knew that October 7th was going to happen, and the whole thing was coordinated. And I wish I could say I had confidence that our intelligence services were finding out who knew about October 7th and was coordinating protests right here in our country, but I know that that's not what their interest is. Their interest is in is in pursuing January 6th and keeping President Trump off the ballot. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for your for your call, Lou. Uh, and you're right. Uh, the FBI and the Department of Justice, they're more interested in uh, interfering in a presidential election, this presidential election, 2024. They're more interested in going after moms and dads uh, and family members of students in our public schools and, and identifying them as domestic uh, terrorists because they want to decide what their children read, uh, what their children are taught, and what is permitted in their classrooms and in their schools. Uh, that is the purpose of this uh, sick and perverse attorney general by the name of Merrick Garland. Uh, there is a sickness, and it is uh, it has washed over our entire Department of Justice. I mean, think about the prosecutions that have been necessary the number of uh, lawyers in the Department of Justice who've been required to work on the J6 persecutions of American citizens. Sure, there were some folks who did wrong, but we know one thing. I don't believe anybody did more wrong than our Department of Justice and the FBI. We're, we're finding out now, and God bless uh, Speaker Johnson for releasing these 44,000 videos that show, show already uh, law enforcement, the FBI, in uh, posing as as Trump supporters, uh, guiding people in, officers of the Capitol Police uh, escorting people into the Capitol, and and lying through their teeth uh, in, uh, in in the before the committee. I wanted to say in court, but it was before the committee. Uh, this is just stunning stuff. And uh, the ignorance of what we have tolerated here on the part of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, Barack Obama, and their and their acolytes, this is a sickness that has gripped and now controls the federal government. There's not a single agency. You've heard me say this before. There's not a single agency, not a single department of the federal government that is not under the control of the Marxist Dems, and that should scare the dickens out of everybody uh, appreciate the call uh, let's let's turn to uh let's turn to Stephen in new york city Stephen, good to have you with us on lou dobbs sunday thank you lou for answering the call and uh god bless you and your voice on tv and radio you are certainly a uh, symbol of intelligence now i have a suggestion to make joe biden more popular Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that he should bring up either soon or wait till the next uh, State of the Union uh, address to rename, rename the United States of America, North South America. <laughs> I think. Well, thank you for your laughter. I, I think that would help uh, spread uh, his uh, personality throughout this hemisphere. See. And um, that's that's my uh, that's my suggestion. Well, thank you for that. And I, even I think that's a I think that's an original thought and a and a and a great uh, a, a great leavening that could settle over the entire Western Hemisphere if everyone were uh, under his uh, leadership, if I can call it that. Uh, the country divided, and we can just make it the the North South America. There is at there is at work here, and there and I want to share this with everyone because you're not hearing it uh, anyplace else, as far as I know. Uh, the the North American Union was an idea that was brought up out of NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, uh, and the great plan on the part of our our illustrious, enlightened, ever so clever elites uh, who are the establishment of this country, particularly in business and uh, uh, academia. Uh, and government, of course, of government, um, that is to create 
among Mexico, the United States, and Canada a North American Union, a borderless state uh, that would emerge as the North American Union. And they've already made progress. And what you're watching when you look at that border to the south of us, 2,000 miles, and Biden took down that that wall and is working on the rest of it to get rid of it and refuses to build the rest of it, it is antithetical uh, to everything that our globalist elites want. And they want that border gone. And that's why this the border between Mexico and the United States was dropped by Biden. He was doing just exactly what Barack Obama told him, ladies and gentlemen. I said it out loud. Barack Obama told him to do it, and he did it. And the people driving Obama are the, the Marxists in this country. They mean to destroy the American family, the American way of life. No sure way to do that than to strip us of our borders, our ports. Uh, to bring in all of the people from all over the world uh, without so much as a vetting. And that's what we face right now. And it's it's a conspiracy of, uh, of Marxist Dems who've even through Antifa and Black Lives Matter pushed uh, that ideology out into the, into the populace. And meanwhile, uh, middle-class Americans, working men and women in this country are asking, what hit us? What happened? And why isn't there a voice for us anywhere in this country that is saying what this is? This is a revolution. This is a takeover of our federal government that failed when they tried to do so with President Trump. They tried to overthrow his presidency. They impeached him twice, two special counsels now. Years of FBI investigation, and what have they turned over? Not one single instance of wrongdoing, and yet they persist. Eight years of political persecution, and there it is. Uh, and that's what we're up against. Uh, I love your idea of uh, the name, but you know what I prefer? I prefer the United States of America, and let's all make sure this great republic stays exactly where we have it uh, in terms of our foundation, our values, uh, and our destiny. Thanks a lot for the call, Stephen. Appreciate it. Dave and uh, Morris, uh, thanks for being with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Uh, thank you, Mr. Dobbs. What a great honor and a privilege to talk to you. Uh, I've listened to you for many years and uh, truly a voice of reason and common sense. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great honor. Uh, well, thank you. I told your call screener I have probably a dozen questions I'd like to ask you. But the one that comes to mind is uh, I've been in New Jersey my entire life. I love the state of New Jersey. Uh, I was very proud to hear that a lot of New Yorkers have moved into New Jersey. Uh, and I wonder why, because uh, what frustrates me is uh, I see w- what Governor Murphy is doing, and he is consistently flown under the radar. He's never reported for all of the crazy uh, decisions he makes. Um, and I can go on and on, but the arrogance of his wife thinking that she could just slide into, uh, you know, Senator Menendez's position, uh, it just baffles my mind. And I can't understand why Democrats, of course, I'm Republican, Democrats just wouldn't view that as just what it is, pure arrogance and really minimizing the, the intelligence of the, you know, of the voters in New Jersey. Uh, just that's And that's all I have to say. But thank you. Thank you, Lou, for taking my call. Thanks, I appreciate your call, and I agree with you. Uh, th- this is when we start seeing political dynasties. 
I'm a person who's I didn't like the Kennedy dynasty. Uh, I I don't like any projection of dynasties in this country, what whatever they are. Uh, that isn't the way this this country was designed. Uh, although the uh, the Adams dynasty uh, <laughs> uh, was a pretty good one. Uh, the the reality is, I think how many people we got in this country, how many great people. Let's put them in office. Let's make them uh, citizen citizen uh, uh, politicians, not career. Uh, politicians. And thanks for the call, Dave. Give us a call. 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs, Sunday, 800-848-9222. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's Lou Dobbs, Sunday on 77 WABC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business. But it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome back. I want to just just got a note uh, that uh, Rosalind Carter, uh, President Carter's wife, uh, 95 years old, has died in hospice. Uh, a, a wonderful, classy a woman, 96 years old, uh, who is, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, they had a marvelous relationship. They were married for uh, almost 80 years. Uh, they met when, uh, I guess, uh, in, a, in a hospital when one was three and the other was an, uh, an infant. But they literally were together uh, what would be two lifetimes of uh, marriage. Uh, remarkable. 77 years. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I can, I can't think of a policy of Jimmy Carter's that I agreed with, uh, but I certainly did uh, admire their relationship uh, and the, the, the class uh, that uh, the First Lady uh, brought to the White House. Uh, what an elegant uh, woman, uh, an elegant uh, wife, and First Lady to the nation. Uh, Rosalind Carter, dead at the age of 96. Uh, the phone number here is 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Lori in Brick, New Jersey. Lori, great to have you with us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Um, I know this may not seem to other people like the elephant in the room, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, Obama. I I don't understand why Mr. Obama is in every conversation and no one has put together the fact that Joe Biden was the vice president. He was not the president. He was the vice president. And I have trouble believing that all of this went on um, without Mr. Mr. Obama having any knowledge. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can't fathom it. I think that investigation should be done into his um, his finances. I don't understand how he has a multi-million dollar property on um, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard when he started before his presidency in like a, some kind of a 
condo or apartment in Chicago. I, I, I just, I don't understand. And why is nobody else, or they're doing it and they're just not telling anybody, or maybe Mr. Um, Mr. Trump wants credit for doing it and nobody's doing it till he gets in the White House? I have no idea what to think, but I can't believe we're that stupid. Well, we're, we're not that stupid. What we have, uh, though, are some government officials who are corrupt. Uh, we have some government officials who are compromised and who are ideologically driven rather than uh, patriots uh, and uh, and honor our Constitution uh, and our, found, our founding values. So, I mean, that's where we are. And there's a there's a sense in the Republican Party, I believe, that they can't uh, investigate the first uh, black president in American history. I think that held back a lot of people. The other part that holds people back is uh, people I'm talking about, agents of the FBI and the lawyers in the Justice Department, is that they are fellow travelers. They believe the same thing he does. They're perfectly willing to watch a president uh, walk into the White House with, um, say, half a million dollars in net worth and walk out with $190 million uh, in assets and not ask why. Because we've got clever ways of paying off a president, whether it's a book deal, uh, whether or not it is a a real estate deal, uh, you name it, uh, money somehow gravitates to their pockets. And I I can go back to, to the Bill Clinton era. You know, suddenly the Treasury Secretary of the United States is working for uh, the world's biggest bank or one of them and and does very well. And then so does the president. And you look back and you say, well, what what happened there? And you review the policies that were uh, changed under the Clinton administration, Uh, whether it you know, you can go to the issue of. Uh, the way in which uh, regulations were changed, the way in which banking regulations in particular were changed, telecommunications were changed in 1996, for example, uh, in the year 2000 in banking. When you see all of those changes and then you see the, well, let's say the, the benefits that suddenly accrue to a lot of the people in that administration, you get a pretty good idea of what corruption looks like, in my opinion. The precise same issue attends uh, the Obama administration, and this the third term, I believe, of the Obama administration, President Biden's uh, first uh, few years here in office. And why does anybody not investigate it? You may have noticed how difficult it was for the Republicans to even bring a, a an impeachment inquiry uh, up until last week. It had been difficult. Uh, to bring an impeachment inquiry against a man who on its face is corrupt, uh, whose family is getting checks from all over the world, for crying out loud. You don't have to think very hard to understand or imagine much to understand uh, corruption when you see it. Lori, I hope that's a satisfactory answer. But uh, in other words, you and I share the same curiosity, and I think most Americans do. Lori, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, Let's go to... uh, Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Al, great to have you back with us on the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Uh, thank you so much, Lou. Uh, Lou, if you don't mind, uh, I, that's the first I heard of the bad news of Rosalind Carter. I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention that. Is that okay? Surely. Yeah, you know, Lou, I was growing up in 1976, November 76, in a working-class neighborhood of Yonkers. Uh, my mother was the last of a generation of homemakers. You don't see that anymore. And my father was a civil servant. My mother came in to wake us for parochial school, 
And she told us, by the way, you have a new president, Jimmy Carter. So that was my first introduction to Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I started to get an interest as a young guy to this day. I like to presidential history, current affairs. And I watched Rosalind Carter and a young Amy Carter in the White House. And I know in 1980, when Jimmy Carter lost his reelection uh, campaign, the family was devastated. And a lot of times the spouses take it worse than the actual candidate. So I just wanted to say, well, she, may she rest in peace. I know she spent many years uh, down there in Plains, Georgia, and that's where they, you know, retired to when he lost his reelection. Yeah, and I well, thank you for that, and we sh- and we share those sentiments. I think all of us uh, in this country. Uh, and I do want to point out, given the question we just had preceding your call, I want to point out that Jimmy Carter didn't come out of the White House wealthier than he went in. Uh, he was a man who was straight up. He was honest, uh, and he lived a life that he, you know that he believed. And he was a man of faith, and uh, I think that that's exemplary. Uh, for us, and I wish more presidents could follow that example. Uh, appreciate it. Al, thanks so much. We appreciate you being with us here today. Let's go to uh, Bill in New Jersey. Bill, welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Bill? Okay, Bill, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your patience. Let's go to Gary in Connecticut. Gary, good to have you here. Hey, good afternoon. So I've been hearing, like, all these things about, you know, wanting to investigate Joe Biden. They haven't found a single wrongdoing. What exactly are they trying to investigate him for? Oh, I, what are they investigating him for? Abject corruption. Uh, he, uh, he attended, uh, let's see, how many trips on Air Force Two with his son, uh, excuse me, Air Force Two and Air Force One with his son uh, to, to China. Uh, we also know uh, 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 the Burisma issues uh, you are aware of uh, with his son. We know that he uh, traded a billion dollars for the removal of a prosecutor in Ukraine that was prosecuting Burisma, uh, on which board uh, Hunter Biden sat. I mean, the, the list goes on. I mean, are you suggesting that he's uh, there's no uh, probable cause here? Uh, is that what you're suggesting? That's right. I don't believe they found anything wrong. They know exactly what he was doing in China. So oh, he was working they? for the government. He was working for the government? The government ain't no exactly. These are government contracts. That's what that $2 billion was for. Oh, for Hunter Biden? Correct. Uh, where did you get that? I'm just curious. Uh, he... <laughs> He was in business with the government of China, but it was a, a financial fund, a, an investment fund, uh, by the way. And he knows nothing about investment, as you may know. He knows nothing about energy, but he was sitting on the board of Burisma and other companies. Uh, there's a lot here that suggests, as uh, James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, it's a money laundering operation. It is not a business. And what was the product? And the product is the only product available to him uh, is his father's name and influence, and they were trading on it. Now it's that straightforward. So we're we're going to take another call. I hope that helped you out there, uh, Gary, uh, Joe, and Brookhaven. Hey, Mr. Dobbs, great honor to speak with you. 
I want to thank you for bringing up January 6th and everything you're speaking about the last couple of weeks. I've been listening to you. It's Great. a breath of fresh air. January 6th, that was an orchestrated coup to take out Trump. We, you've said it. I, I agree with you. By the globalist, globalist uh, Democrats and the rhinos. And those great patriots went down there. Probably one-third of them were law enforcement throughout the country. A million of them went there to fight for our democracy because we all know something wasn't right with this election. That buffoon did not get 80 million votes. We all knew that. And Trump got a record 76 million, which blew away the last election. He should have been easily elected with 69 million. And then I want to say one thing, Mr. Duff. What about that Shaman guy who was walking around with the horns, right? Nobody mentioned. He had a backpack on. He was being escorted through. No cop even stopped him to say, hey, what's in that backpack? If you look at the video, he's wearing a backpack. He's walking by being escorted by eight police officers right in the building. He's running for Congress now. And Mike Pence was a coward because every challenge was followed by the letter of the law out of the Constitution on how to challenge a presidential election. It was a beautiful day. Democracy was in action. They were going to, and they were challenged it, and we were going to sit down and watch the debates happen. And Mike Pence was such a coward. He was not a hero. He was at Fort McHenry about a month uh, when he got the nomination for the vice president. He gave this great speech about their flag and how they didn't give up and surrender. And he, that coward, when he had the chance, should have sent it back to the states like Ted Cruz wanted and said, hey, let's take a look at this, these legislators back in the states. Something's rotten here in all these five states. So, yes, I'm gonna, sir. Let, sorry. No, no, not at all. Uh, I, but you're right. There's a lot rotten, and, and, there's, <laughs> and you're not an election denier if you've got a question about what happened. The truth is our federal agencies lied to us. The cybersecurity, cyber and infrastructure security agency came out and said, and they were responsible, quote unquote, under Homeland Security for the integrity of the election. They lied through their teeth. They didn't secure anything. A hundred thousand names pirated uh, by Iranians uh, during that uh, preceding the election. They knew that. They knew all of this. And now we're getting we're getting word from the from the federal judge, uh, Amy Totenberg, the federal district court judge in Georgia, Friday, uh, saying that we're going to have a jury, uh, a non-jury trial, which is a, called a bench trial, uh, in January, and you're going to have to demonstrate to us why the uh, the Secretary of State will be allowed to use electronic voting machines because right now there's every evidence that they did not work, that they malfunctioned. And we want to understand what's going on. Uh, I mean, we're starting to see the wheels come off what was the greatest lie in electoral history. And uh, I appreciate the call, Joe, there in Brookhaven. We're going to come back in one moment. 77 WABC, the number is 800-848-9222. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Please give me a call. We'll be right back. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday, 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Give us a call. Let's go to the phones and uh, let's go to Bill in New Jersey. Good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. And as I just said that, 
That line mm-hmm. went red. Yeah. I'm going to go. Whoops. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, I'm more concerned about right now these able-bodied men of military age in this country that weren't vetted. They're already in New York. The governor wanted to make them, offer them jobs as cops. I think mm-hmm. they're going to try to make them citizens, and then they can place them in the army, and that would be the invading army that they would need. You're exactly right. I mean, it makes no sense what's happening. And what's happening is happening in Democrat-run states, Democrat-run major cities in this country. Uh, Chicago, the, the gun violence goes on un, uh, just simply unstoppable, apparently, under Marxist uh, socialist uh, mayors there. Uh, but they're so desperate for cops. They'll hire anybody right now, the way it sounds. Uh, and you're just handing over a badge and a gun to to people you don't even know and who have made-up backgrounds, and nobody's going to check it because they desperately need people. I said earlier at the outset of the broadcast, you've got a military that's 7% smaller. That's what they're acknowledging. So you can bet, folks, that military is much smaller than that uh, from two years ago. Meanwhile, their the recruiting goals are 25% short. They're one out of four just aren't signing up, and they don't want to be a part of this Marxist uh, military. They don't want to be taking orders from Marxist civilian uh, leaders like uh, Lloyd Austin, uh, General, uh, uh, you know, uh, what the heck is the name of the guy? They, uh, anyway, from generals that uh, are just simply indoctrinated. Uh, it just gets worse and worse, and and when you put when you put those people, give them a gun and a badge. Think what happened on January six. Guys flashing their badges, dressed up like Trump supporters, escorting people into the Capitol. I mean, they're setting people up. They set them up by the droves uh, and and hundreds. And this is your government at work. Every agency, every department of the federal government is under the control of the Democrat. The Democrat Marxists who run this Democrat Party. Bill, thanks so much for the call. Uh, let's go to Alan in Brooklyn. Good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Yeah, good, good afternoon, Mr. Dobbs. How are you today? Good afternoon. Doing well. Yeah, uh, you caught my attention when you mentioned the ineptness of uh, some of our, our um, governmental leaders. There's a name for that. It's called uh, cactistocracy. And that's uh, a government run by the least capable in society. Um, <laughs> what was that name again? It's uh, tachistocracy. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just afraid it has something to do with a tube that goes somewhere. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I want to mention uh, years ago there was a book out called Government Waste from A to Z. And uh, if you go to the end of the book, they go through every government agency uh, that, uh, that uh, with, with – uh, beginning with each letter of the alphabet. And at the end of the book, I believe the total was about $68 billion. Right. Uh, what do you think that total would be today? I can tell you what one of the total. The, the Defense Department just flunked its sixth annual audit. Now, think about this as we're wrapping up here today, and thank you for the call, Alan. The six audits, they still can't balance the books, and they're $2 trillion missing from the Defense Department. They don't know where the money went. But one of the morons uh, who happens to run the finances of the Department of Defense said, 
but we know it isn't fraud. And so he expects us to believe people who can't keep up with $2 trillion worth of assets are smart enough to recognize fraud. I would say that that's a pretty good indication that there's a lot of fraud in the Department of Defense. Uh, Thanks so much for the calls. Folks, great talking with you today. Thanks for being with us here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. See you next week.